Tonight, WandaVision has a release date, The Suicide Squad gets a sly new star, hope for the Venture Brothers fans, and we remember one of Scooby-Doo's creators, all that and more on the comic edition of Multiverse Tonight. Comic books, sci-fi, fantasy, and more. If you're looking for a roundup of geeky news, you're in the right place. This is Multiverse Tonight. And here's your host, Thomas Townley. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 103 of Multiverse Tonight, the comics book, comic book edition. I'm your host, of course, Thomas Townley. And, well, here we are again. It's still the middle of uh, November. And I really don't have much, much to talk about right now. It's, you know, between work and, you know, Finishing up with the, you know, seeing the election finally, finally come to its conclusion and all that. I don't really have that much to, much to talk about. So, instead of just, you know, blathering on and on here, it's not like I have co-host or anything. Uh, I'm just gonna go ahead with the Marvel news, so let's go. Marvel news, uh, Chris Claremont and uh, Fabian Nietzsche have re- are returning to the X-Men to finally tell the story about the fabled third Summer's brother. The series, called X-Men Legends, is a, seri- is a little series that will bring back some of the biggest writers in X-Men history to tell stories related to the time periods and stories in which they were writing the characters. Fabian, in a statement, said, quote, It's incredibly exciting to finally tell the story of the infamous third Summer's brother. 25 years in the making to see the truth about Adam X revealed and drawn so magnificently by Brett Booth is one of the most surreal experiences of my career. Getting the opportunity to tell this tale while kicking off the new X-Men Legends series is extremely exciting. Unquote. Now, future issues of the series will feature work by Chris Claremont, Louise Simonson, Larry Hama, Peter David, and uh, many more. New Marvel Disney Plus series WandaVision will debut on the service on January 15th. Now, it was expected that the series would debut in December, and uh, this makes the final season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. the only MCU series or movie to air during the the year 2020. Now, here's a fun fact. WandaVision was filmed like an actual sitcom in front of a live studio audience. The audience had to sign very strict NDAs to keep them from leaking spoilers about the show. Now, star Elizabeth Olsen told Entertainment Weekly, quote, It was insanity. There was something very meta for my own life because I would visit those tapings as a kid where my sisters were working on Full House. Now, Paul Bettany added, quote, We were all so high by the end of it. We wanted to keep on running the show. Maybe take it out on tour or something. WandaVision on ice. Unquote. Now, uh, Disney Plus, by the way, just passed its first anniversary with nearly 74 million subscribers. Marvel has laid off publisher John Nee, according to sources telling The Hollywood Reporter. 
Ni joined the House of Ideas in January 2018, taking over for Dan Buckley, who was promoted to president of Marvel Entertainment. Now, before this, Ni had been working for DC and co-founded and ran gaming company Cryptozoic Entertainment. When asked for comments, Marvel didn't have any. Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman have reignited their feud, this time for a good cause. In this case, it's a sales contest. From November 10th to December 20th, anyone will have the ability to purchase aviation gin or laughing man coffee at Sam's Club locations in the United States. Each purchase will count as a vote for either star, aviation for Team Ryan and laughing man for Team Hugh. You can also vote online as well at the samsclub.promo.eprize.com slash the feud. An entry there will also put you in the running for a virtual party with Hugh and Ryan. The ultimate winner gets bragging rights, and Sam's has pledged to donate equally to both the Laughing Man Foundation and the Sick Kids Foundation on December 20th. The estate of Marvel artist John Buscema has been robbed. According to the late artist's daughter, Diane Buscema Gorganis, reported pieces of comic art stolen. Now, among the 45 pieces stolen range from an original Mephisto to original art from Just Imagine Stanley creating Superman. In the post on Facebook, she wrote, quote, I am right, reaching out to you all as 45 pieces of Dad's original artwork was stolen from our family this morning. I cannot go into detail as the police and authorities have been notified. I'm asking, to ple- I'm asking you to please contact me if you hear or see anything for sale. I cannot post photos of everything that has been taken, but I am posting some. Uh, John Buscema passed away in 2002 and was really big in Marvel back in the 60s and 70s. Now, let's go on to the DC news. Alright, start DC Comics news today with uh, a little uh, a little announcement. DC Comics has named Marie Javins as the new editor-in-chief. In the statement... DC's Senior Vice President and General Manager, Daniel Cherry III, said, quote, Marie intrinsically understands the power of comics and their unique ability to entertain and empower, which makes her a perfect choice to be DC's next editor-in-chief. In addition to her many creative talents, she's also incredibly committed to increasing access to this amazing industry by mentoring the next generation of comic book creators and helping them find their voices. I look forward to working with her, in her new role, unquote. Now, she will now be the sole EIC, as Marie and Michelle Wells were named co-editors-in-chief back in August after the departure of Bob Harris and the restructuring caused by parent company AT&T. Javins will spearhead the company's publishing schedule with an eye on growing imprints and expanding the brand's reach worldwide, as well as providing editorial and creative guidance. The Batman's Robert Pattinson is trying to make his own version of Batman. In an interview with Vanity Fair France, Pattinson said, quote, To start, the Batman. I'm using things at the moment that seem fragile compared to the importance of the project. Congrat- uh, conversations I've had with close friends, embryos of dreams. This is the secret and sensitive part of the actor facing the heaviness of the project. On the Batman, on Tenet, a gigantic team of technicians surrounds you, and when you say, let's go, Robert, action, you have to forget this mass of people and play in front of your own thoughts, your own demons. 
Yes, I have an actor's excitement, the face, the tension of the set, the inordinate expectation of all these people, and to transform it into a dialogue between me and myself. It's an exciting and horrible feeling to be that little bleep who risked planting all the heavy artillery, all that war infrastructure, because she wasn't able to go and get it. I think about that, I think a few days before I shoot. I look first at the character and what I have to do with it, how I'm going to have to invent nuances in this shell, make it more complex, more complex all the time. Batman is a role in which I have to learn how to play ambiguity better. It's out of the question to interpret the character of a single color. It's beautiful. People who seem to live in two states at the same time, unquote. The Batman is due in theaters on March 4th, 2022. Yeah, the less I, less I say about that, that wall of text, the better. Superman and Lois are set to debut in, on the CW in February, and series star Elizabeth Tulock has been prom giving regular updates and teases on social media. Lately, she's promised to keep plenty of purple in Lois's wardrobe after fans told her that Lois wore lots of purple, saying, quote, I just want everyone who, seen, who said that they want to see Lois in a lot of purple to know that I hear, heard you loud and clear. There'll be lot, a lot of purple, unquote. Now, the series revolves around Lois and Clark as they deal with the stress, pressures, and complexities that come from being working parents in today's society. James Gunn's The Suicide Squad has added one more to the roster, Sylvester Stallone. Sly's involvement was part of an Instagram post by uh, Gunn and Stallone with the caption, quote, Always love working with my friend at official Sly Stallone, and our work today on hashtag The Suicide Squad was no exception. Sly being an iconic movie star, most people still don't have an idea what an amazing actor this guy is, unquote. Now, speaking of the squad, the Peacemaker spinoff series with John Cena has a working title. According to The Ronin, it's going under the name The Scriptures. The site also says that the show will film from January 18th to June 18th. Now, this jives with a recent tweet from James Gunn saying that shooting would begin after a two-week quarantine. The spin-off series is planned for HBO Max, with James Gunn writing all eight episodes and directing a handful of them. Now, the election is over here in the United States, and despite what the current occupant of the White House says, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are the winners. Wonder Woman actress Linda Carter celebrated the win on social media by noting the date that the win was finally announced on was a very special date for her in another way. She tweeted, quote, on this day, 45 years ago, I appeared on television as Wonder Woman for the very first time. I'm honored to be a part of this legacy and everything that it represents, and so thrilled to celebrate the power of women in, on such an auspicious day. Unquote. Now, the Wonder Woman series ran for three seasons between 1975 and 1979, one season on ABC and two on CBS. Now, let's go to the geek news. A throwaway joke from the first season of Rick and Morty is getting realized. The Butter Robot, as seen on the episode Something Ricked This Way Comes, was unveiled during the Rick and Morty Global Celebration Panel during the Adult Swim Virtual Festival. The Butter Robot, according to its website, 
TheButterRobot.com has an assortment of audio, video, video sensors, and lifelike mechanical movements to give the Butter Robot the ability to relay its unique human-like personality while performing complex commands. It has text-to-voice that will allow users to enjoy the robot interacting with its surroundings or parroting what you tell it to say through its app. An emotion engine will guide, will allow the robot to, quote, react to influences from its environment and adapts to becoming more self-aware over time while choosing to rebel against commands. You can pre-order the Butter Robot now for the introductory price of $147. That's about $50 to $60 off the uh, final retail price. Now, it will come numbered and has Justin Roiland's embossed signature. You can order yours today at thebutterrobot.com. Lego has announced their biggest Lego set yet, the Roman Colosseum. Now, this set has a total of 9,036 pieces that fit together to to recreate the world's most famous concrete structure. The finished structure will be 10.5 inches high, 20.5 inches wide, and 23.5 inches deep, and the set will be available starting on Black Friday as part of the Lego Store and and Lego.com's Black Friday deals. The list price for the set is $549.99. If you buy me one, I'll build it right here on the live stream, okay? Yeah. That would be amazing. Don't know where I'd put it. Anyway, Jeff Johns will be creating a new comic at Image Comics with artist Gary Frank. The comic called Giger takes place on a post-apocalyptic Earth. Here's the synopsis quote. What are the scavengers of a dying Earth? Geiger is set in the years since a nuclear war ravaged the planet. Desperate outlaws battle for survival in a world of radioactive chaos. Out past the poisoned wasteland, lives a man even the nightcrawlers and organ people fear. Some know him as Joe Glow. Others call him the Meltdown Man. But his name is Geiger. Geiger number one will be out in April. Netflix is going to try something new. A program channel. You know, like, well, network TV. I, I know, novel concept, right? Netflix started testing the concept in France with a handful of users and plans to release it to the rest of France at a later date. No word on if they'll try this in the United States or other countries. You know, I hate to say I could go for like like a set program channel because frankly, there is too much out there and I have a hard time choosing. Yeah. Just saying. The People's Choice Awards have happened, and there have been quite a few genre winners. Mulan won Action Movie of the Year. Disney's Onward won Family Movie. Riverdale won drama won the, the Drama Award. Cole Sprouse from Riverdale won Male TV Star of 2020. And Winona Earp got Sci-Fi Fantasy Show. Congratulations to all the winners. Yeah, those are basically, th- those are the ones I care to report on. The rest of them, eh. The Venture Brothers might have found a new home. AVClub.com reports that a tweet from HBO Max head Andy Forsell might be the answer Venture fans have been waiting for. Quote, The Venture fa- Brothers fans are passionate, but incredibly civil. I have received tons of emails, all of which are short, 
Very well-written notes, oozing with politeness. Class fans, nothing imminent, but know that we're working on it. Hashtag Save the Venture Brothers, unquote. So keep politely reaching out, Venture fans. We may save Rusty yet. The house from the show Full House has been sold for $5.3 million. The Victorian-style home, located at 1709 Broderick in the Postcard Road neighborhood of San Francisco, has been listed on the market since May of 2019 for $6 million. Now, that price was cut to $5.5 million this past February. Congratulations to whoever bought it. Remember the movie Bloodshot that opened just as movie theaters worldwide shut down? Yeah, probably not. It, it, it opened almost at the same time that everything else shut down. Uh, it went, it survived for a short time and then went quickly to video on demand release and is now out on Blu-ray and uh, DVD. Now, Valiant's parent company, DMG, has confirmed plans for a sequel with Vin Diesel possibly reprising the role. Now, DMG Entertainment creative head and filmmaker Dan Mintz told CBR.com, quote, I think Bloodshot was very successful in that respect. A lot of people saw it, and it did, it did very well in the post-release rollout, but you can't use the same evaluation process pre-COVID to, to do this. Are Vin Diesel and all those people going to still continue? Yes, because it did so well and the response to it has been so well. It's just that the response has been in a non-transparent environment as opposed to a transparent environment like box office numbers, unquote. Mm. Now, there's no concrete details about the new Bloodshot movie that you know, has surfaced. And frankly, I've never heard anyone even talk about the Bloodshot movie. If you have, if you've seen it, uh, send me a... You know, send me a tweet, send me an email, tell me about it, you know, because frankly, I have never heard anyone mention this. What can I say? Now some sad news to close this out. The other half of Scooby-Doo's creators, Ken Spears, has passed away. Now, according to Spears' son, Kevin, his dad died from complications related to Lewy body dementia, which is a degenerative condition similar to Alzheimer's disease. Ken was born Charles Kenneth Spears on March 12, 1938. He grew up in Los Angeles, where he befriended the son of William Hanna. In 1959, he was hired at Hanna-Barbera Productions. Now, while working in the editing department, he met his partner, Joe Ruby, and began what was a long writing and producing partnership. Spears and Ruby would create such memorable shows as Scooby-Doo, Where Are You, Dynamut, Dog Wonder, and Jabberjaw for Hanna-Barbera, and The Barclays and the Hound Cats for the Patty Freeling. They would later be hired to super. He was later be hired to supervise the CBS Saturday Morning Cartoon lineup and later ABC's. Spears was also a story consultant for the 1974 Planet of the Apes cartoon series. Now, in 1977, Spears and Ruby created their own Ruby Spears Productions, where they produced shows like Superman, Alvin and Chipmunks, Fang Face. Mr. T, the Plastic Man Comedy Adventure Hour, Thundar the Barbarian, and Saturday Supercade. In 1981, they sold the company to the parent company of, H of Hanna-Barbera. Joe Ruby, 
uh, died back on uh, August 27th of this year at the age of 87. Now, in a statement, Kevin said, quote, Ken will be remembered for his wit, his storytelling, his loyalty to family, and his strong work ethic. Uh, he went on to say, Ken has not only made a lasting impression on his family, but he has touched the lives of many as co-creator of Scooby-Doo. Ken has been a role model for us throughout his life and will continue to live on in our hearts, unquote. Now, Ken Spears passed away at the age of 82. He's survived by his sons Kevin and Chris, their wives and his five grandchildren, and three great-grandchildren. And that brings us to the end of the comic book news. Now, we'll be... Now, you go ahead and check me out on social media. We're at Twitter, at Multiverse Tom. We're also on Facebook and Instagram as well. You know, go, go over to Instagram and, and check out my dog. Yeah. What can you say? It's a cute dog photo. Now, if you'd like to contribute to the podcast financially, just go over to mtpodcast.com to go to the coffee, Patreon, and glow.fm links, as well as going over to Multiverse Tonight and hitting the support me link at the top of the page. And be sure to visit Multiverse Tonight and hit the support and uh, multiversetonight.com and check out the affiliate marketplace links. The link to the T Public Store, our show notes, and so much more. And if uh, you know, be sure to subscribe. You know, just hit that little, you know, bell or check mark or whatever in your app to uh, subscribe to us, so you'll get these automatically every week or every other week. And uh, be sure to sh also share us with your friends. If you're brand new to the show. Again, I implore you to subscribe if you'd like to leave us with some feedback and let me know how how everything is going on your end. Let me know how you know. Let you know how I'm doing. All that. Go go ahead and go over there. Special thanks to Shane Ivers for the intro music and Lobo Loco for the outro theme music. Now, thanks for watching the comic book edition of Multiverse tonight. We'll be back in two weeks with a brand new sci-fi and comic book edition. Now, please. Exit the universe in an orderly fashion, and good night. Multiverse Tonight is a production of Half-Baked Genre Productions, copyright 2020, all rights reserved. They're mine, mine, I tell you, mine. Folks, well, that brings us to the end of the show for this week. I uh, think uh, anyone who uh, catches this stream later or uh, is on YouTube or any place that you know I don't have access right now. Uh, so uh, I'll see you in two weeks. Good night. <laughs>